All right, we're back with another nap time on the Bioactive Podcast. And a reminder that our newly formed nonprofit organization is called NAP, or the Network of Applied Pharmacognosy. And on these episodes, Miyabi and I are going to chat about what we're currently working on, the cannabis events that we attend, life in general, and anything else that comes up. In this episode, we're going to discuss our newly published case report on CBG or cannabigerol and anxiety, our recent trip to Las Vegas for MJ BizCon, the largest cannabis conference in the U.S., and then lastly, we're going to talk about some of the first data that we're releasing from our baseline cannabis survey that hopefully you all took part in, and if you haven't, you can absolutely still sign up for that with the link in the show notes. Just a reminder, when we talk about Vegas, we're going to be very open about the different substances we took and what we did. This includes bioactive compounds like lysergic acid diethylamide or LSD, psilocybin or magic mushrooms, cannabis sativa all day long, and some alcohol. I wanted everyone listening to be hyper aware of how you react to these stories. And if you react negatively, then question why that might be. These substances are some of the most therapeutic compounds we have ever studied. They are generally safe, other than alcohol, the only fully legal one. And honestly, they are a lot of fun, especially in the right set and settings and at the right dose. And just a reminder, having fun is therapeutic. We may have been taught that these substances were bad or extremely dangerous, but in reality, they're powerful medicines, and both Miyabi and I take safety and dosing incredibly seriously. But you'll also notice that every story mainly involves chronic laughing, walking for miles, beautiful people, awesome food, and good times. And the alternative to telling the truth is lying, and who does that help? If you want to donate to NAP, the link is in the show notes. Or if you want a really easy and free way to help this podcast, please take a second and leave a review on Apple and Spotify. It helps so much and literally only takes 30 seconds. Otherwise, thanks for chilling with us and let's get to the show. stoked that we're doing this now because we're gonna like remember everything and it's like oh it's great yeah know? i mean especially my memory blows like i've almost already forgot about I vegas was... and it's been <laughs> 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 oh my god what the fuck i was just gonna say like i was just gonna be like well i'll remember every day down to the second but i know that you're gonna be I'm going to be like, what? Was I there? Yeah, I'd be uh, like, yeah, dude, you were totally there. Uh, oh, at man. least physically. At yeah. least physically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Cool. I am, I'm, gl- uh, I'm glad you made this introduction. I'm rolling this up real quick. Nice. I'm rolling, too. I'm, I'm rolling a, a little blend, 50-50 THC CBD. Um, oh, can I... Uh, say that when I, I'm going to record a shout out to all the people who have donated to our nonprofit. Thank you so much, everyone who has done that and who's listening. I'm recording like an epic shout out. I've decided I'm going to do it to a rapping backtrack and then I'll say I love you. that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you to everyone, um, especially on the uh, Give Butter website, which is how we are doing our, like, you know, crowdsource fundraising. It's so fun because you can see, um, like, comments from people who donated, and they're so positive, and it's just, it's super, like, just 
inspiring to see how everyone feels about it just as strongly as we do. And like, there's a lot of personal stories on there and stuff. And it's like, you don't have to, you don't, no one is under the obligation to share anything ever, but that when we do share together, like we become so much stronger by validating each other's experiences and like coming together as a unit. And like, we've always known and have, have felt that like, our science advocacy is about so much more than just us and our own personal stories. And then it's all about how we mirror that in each other. And so, um, yeah, just, if you want to hear me rap in everyone's names, I'm going to try to add stuff in there and be, what I'm going to try Wait, to can, add. Can I be there. like the background singer that like just puts like a, a, a couple things What are you going to be like? What are you going to say? <laughs> nap time. Ooh, nap time, nap time, nap time. <laughs> I don't when I get the beat together I'll let you know but like I feel like there's there's one in there there's raging Asian Canamom is in there there's some there's going to be some cool things to rap to and I'm I'm just creatively curious of whether or not we'll we'll see how it turns out we'll post it no matter what but we might not do it again I don't know <laughs> Right yeah might might be a one and done we'll see <laughs> Maybe it'll be fun though and or cool Um so yeah thanks everyone It'll be fun it. regardless <laughs> But yeah Seriously, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the network of applied pharmacognosy. The, the network really is everyone. Everyone who uses natural medicines, everyone who wants more research, who wants to have a voice in this space. And that's really what our goal is with this. So it's really cool seeing everyone respond to that so well and want to be part of it. Yeah, and on the same on the same vein, like, we have are really excited to talk about um, some of the collaborations that we have going on in the future, but also that we're really excited to be able to work with other people in the community and to like find the right people within this network who are going to be dedicated to the science and that we're excited to be able to do that. And so if anyone is interested in, if any companies or anyone, if any dispensaries are interested in working with us and collaborating with us and sponsoring our podcast, like sponsoring these episodes or in sponsoring some of the like white papers and the publications that we're going out. Um, Literally, like if you can think of it, we want to collaborate with you. Like let's yes. get it going. Especially if let's you're good do people. It. Actually, in, only in, if you're good people. Only. Yeah. Nice. All right. Info <laughs> at appliedpharmacognosy.org. We'll drop it. And if you're bad people, just um, give us some money. It's all and, good. And yeah, I, I've been overwhelmed by the positive support that has come out. And like it, it has just been crazy cool i can't wait to talk more about vegas and like all the things we did and all the hype up all the people that we met there. dude like, i can't wait to talk about vegas but also i can't wait because I, I did a little bit of data analysis on this initial survey but you yeah. don't know it yet but you, i get to share it with you and i get to see your reaction with it so i'm excited dude, for that that's so <laughs> cool oh my god i actually kind of love this i'm gonna have a blind reaction to our own data literally i'm oh, so excited for, and that was completely on accident but just a just a you know general outline for what this episode is going to talk about if we can stay on it uh on the topics but <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a case study, the first uh, published paper that NAP has published about CBG, cannabigerol, and anxiety. So we're going to kind of just walk through that publication and what it means. Then we're going to talk about Vegas. Should we do it in this order or a different order? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Vegas. We had so much fun in Vegas. We met so many great people. 
Uh, and it was just like a super uplifting and inspiring experience. So we definitely want to share that with everyone. And then lastly, we will talk about the initial data from this baseline survey. I think you're going to be pretty shocked by some of the by some of the results. So I'm really excited. Oh, to man. I can't wait to I, I can't wait for that. That's really cool. But I do think that this is a cool order to start in because like the paper. So to start with the CBG and anxiety paper, one of the reasons why we're so amped about this, it's it's published. Um, it's the two of us and Dr. Paloma LaFelt. And I, and um, Dr. Paloma LaFelt is our medical expert on our scientific advisory board for NAP. She is also a literal rock star and is the first person that I ever speak, heard speak about cannabis and mental health um, at ACS Cannabis in 2021. And she didn't know this, but actually my talk the next day was actually the first time that I professionally came out about using cannabis for my mental health was at that conference and incredibly so synchronous just in the in the way that came together and she really is just being the way she is she is an advocate like she just thinking the way she does and helping patients in this really non-judgmental way is the best advocacy that a medical professional can do and she is all about it so shout out to Paloma yeah and so the paper is also really exciting because we are the first, to my knowledge, this is the first case study publication that has been done in the cannabis space where um, Paloma, the medical doctor on the case study, was actually not the formulation determining doctor. It was a specialist in the field. And I think that that's really impactful because it's a route of community being involved in research that hasn't ever been published before and we're really excited about being able to highlight and being able to uplift different perspectives that have not been able to be valued in traditional science and so this paper we're really excited about that it's published in the american journal of endocannabinoid medicine and i think and i just want to say what's what's really special about that to me is a lot of physicians are really not well educated on the different compounds and what their uses are and what those doses are. And that is the traditional way of going about and having a case study done, getting a medicine prescribed to you, etc. And it's really cool that in this paper, a expert from the industry is the person that is um, helping guide this person uh, through this journey. So it, as you were just saying, it, it just shows that there's other expertises, there's other professions that can be experts in this field, and it doesn't always need to be an MD, um, at least for this case. And so just like a little bit about CBG, and which is short for cannabigerol, and what is so different about it from CBD, from THC, it actually is very different in its molecular structure. So CBG or cannabigerol is produced in all of the plants. It is actually pre it is like a building block of thc and cbd you'll often see it referred to as the mother of all cannabinoids or, or cbda because it's used to build all of the other ones exactly and structurally it's very different in that it, it, it looks like a really long chained fatty molecule and it doesn't it, it doesn't actually look at all like cbd and thc and so it has because it has a unique shape it binds to unique things in the brain and body and has different effects so 
uh, how it could be consumed is either as a flower or as a. T- I've seen a lot of tinctures. I've seen edibles. Like I haven't seen. I really like I the think. tinctures. I like the CBG tinctures. It's not my favorite flower to smoke, and I don't know if that's just because I haven't found one that's like super smokable. Um, but no, it's dry. Not my. It's always dry. It's, it's always dry. harsh. No terps. Yeah, it's dry. No terps. Yeah. Not my fave. So I usually smoke like CBD flower and THC flower. And then CBG I'll definitely take as a tincture or, or a different type of product. But not my fave to smoke. If anyone has recommendations for a CBG flower, definitely let me know because I'm interested in trying some, some I mean, ones. I'm still smoking the CBG flower because I like the way that it feels. But I definitely think one of the most interesting things about CBG is that it is probably the only cannabinoid for me where I put the tincture edible on equal ground as smoking it. Every everything mm. else for me, smoking it blows out of the water. Like I prefer it by a huge amount. Literally earlier today, I was, ha- I was in a meeting and people, I feel like people are like surprised at how much I love smoking. And it's like, well, I know that I've seen like your posts and stuff. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it's no joke. Like the actual therapeutic benefit is much larger. But for CBG, interestingly, they're, they're about equal. I also really like the tinctures. The tincture. And yeah, and I, it, it really is that uh, you feel something. It's definitely psychoactive, like psychotrope, but you feel something for sure. But it's not overwhelming and it doesn't give you that anxiety that THC can. Maybe I've never like hit the concentrations that I hit with THC. I'm not sure, but I've never felt anxiety personally from CBG. And actually, that kind of brings us back into this case report about CBG and using CBG for anxiety, for general anxiety. Um, so let's let's get into that. And this specifically has to do with uh, the timeline of when COVID first hit and everyone was all of a sudden locked in their homes. We had a lot of people we know were sick or dying. Uh, it was incredibly stressful. We watched the news. It's incredibly overwhelming we hop on we hop on social media for like 12 hours a day because we have nothing else to do and it's all just like the world is ending it was a lot on everyone yeah i think that like so the cool thing about this paper and the dose schedule is that it was stacked upon the patient being very knowledgeable and having experience with cbd so CBD was already managing some levels of anxiety. Now, that's something that's pretty common. I think a lot of people benefit from CBG for anxiety, for baseline anxiety, the regular dosing of it. But what was very cool about this specific case was that when the patient added in CBG, in addition to that CBD, there was actually like an increased efficacy. There was an increased anti-anxiety effect and that it was significant because it was a time of great stress i thought that was really interesting too and it's something we talk about all the time is we look at this data for these isolates and we say okay that's cool so what would happen if we could we lower that dose if we added in another active compound right so even in the case of cbd in this study i think it was 90 milligrams which was the the amount that the that jane doe was taking um you know Typically, the effective dose for CBD to help with anxiety is like 300 milligrams, 200 milligrams. But I do wonder if, yeah, if the combination of CBG with that CBD made it more efficacious at a lower dose with a combination of both compounds. Yeah. Another thing that I want to point out is that the route, like the, the 
tinctures and the products that were being used in this paper were full spectrum, which means that there is a little bit of THC present. And that is one thing that shout out again to Dr. Paloma LaFelt, but it is very rare that you will hear a clinical psychiatrist, medical doctor say, yeah, when you're treating cannabis, you're talking about cannabis mental health, you got to have THC. And when I heard her say that, I was like, immediately you are in a different, you are on a different level and I appreciate it because yeah, that's how she's I feel. So cool. Yeah. And yeah. so this these were hemp products, but they had less than 0.3% THC. So it was detectable, but it was in really low amounts. And I think for somebody with anxiety, like those almost trace amounts of THC can be a value or essentially microdosing THC because we know it's a delicate balance between THC giving you anxiety at higher doses, which we know some people are more sensitive than others. And then that really low dose, which maybe you don't feel the THC, but you feel that light lighterness. Like what's a word for that? Just like lighterness. A little, I, well, you said light. I, I couldn't think of another word other than lighterness. The moment you okay, said. it's now called lighterness. We're just going to put it in the scientific literature. It gives you that lighterness. Like, uh, that's hilarious. (laughs) No, it actually perfectly describes it, though. Like, so another thing that I thought was really surprising about CBG getting into that space of lighterness is that (laughs) um, I so earlier this year when I did the neurodivergent cannabis survey, one of the things that really surprised me was that only 30 percent of people had tried CBG. And the reason why I was so surprised by that is because neurodivergent people in general use cannabis for focus, for productivity, for anti-anxiety, for sleep, you know, for mental health and quality of life type reasons. And CBG has been, for me, a really powerful tool in finding the reproducibility of those effects. And I think it was just – anyways, it's, it's fascinating. I'm excited about this paper because I think that it points to a lot of it's, – it's opening the shell. It's like cracking the shell open of something that we need to look way more deeply under with way more people as well. Oh, 100% agree. And I would almost bet that like 30% of the population of cannabis users has even tried CBG. Like even – Apart from the neurodivergent population, I think a lot of people just don't know that it's like that it can be very dominant in flower and that you can have these very naturally occurring high CBG products and that they have unique therapeutic value. So, yeah, so that was great. And now let's talk about Vegas. Okay, so I see that we have like a – so if you didn't know, in Vegas last week, what MJ – it was MJ BizCon, which is – the biggest and largest convention for cannabis for the the industry size of it would just blow your mind like when i first went to vegas for mj biz i don't think i've ever seen a building that big as the convention center i think it was the biggest building i've ever seen in my whole life if it's so hard to describe like i i could not have imagined i couldn't have imagined that big of a space existed like indoors it was massive and yeah, you, it's like difficult to get to every booth. Mile, it's, it's so big. to see the scale of the cannabis industry as well because we all are pretty siloed in our states and we even get siloed within our states in little local communities. And so it is really powerful. It's very impactful to be together with everyone. Like it, 
Just that the number of people that you see working in this industry advocating are so passionate about it are just smoking together, making new friends. It's such a beautiful thing to be a part of. And I think everyone just gets super inspired every year. And then there's so many collaborations that come from it. Like just this week, we're like, we're meeting with so many different people because we met so many people for the first time in person. Like these different people we know from the internet, which, you know, you get a little bit of understanding of someone, but you don't get the full picture until you actually meet up with them, share a joint with them, you know, go for a walk with them, have lunch, whatever it is. It's it's pretty cool. For me, it is always smoking with people. That is yeah. seshing. Seshing, we get so much. To, we get to t- so much talking and exploration and like exciting new ideas that we could help each other. And like, it's just an incredible thing that has always brought me closer to other people. You know, I really didn't have the ability to connect with other people before I started smoking weed. And it honestly makes me sad. And if I, if I were to go back and like change anything about my childhood, well, I mean, let's not go there. Like we won't, we won't make a whole list, but if I were to go back, I think one of the things that I could have benefited from was medical (laughs) cannabis at the first and earliest sign of atypicality, which for me in school was around six or seven, like five or six. Or seven so like early elementary school and that you know maybe if I had had cannabis earlier when I was younger I wouldn't have been so physically bullied and so weird honestly I was socially extremely atypical and I got bullied for it because I was not behaving the way that others behave and a, a piece of that had to do with my inability to really form these connections and weed when I started smoking weed, it was a revelation that I could even feel that type of, you know, I've called it social reward. I have a friend in the neurodiversity space who has been calling it cognitive empathy. There's all different terms for this feeling of closeness, you know, that a lot of us experience with cannabis and with psychedelics, but with, with, we, without the substances, without the medicine, our brains don't nascently feel it. And so seshing with people in Vegas, oh, this was so It good. was great. And I, I agree about, um, you know, children too, um, you know, autistic children in particular. But it's such a difficult subject at that age because you have like the concept of consent too. And if a seven-year-old like looking back later in their life, we would obviously agree that it's the best thing for that situation. But I'm, I'm just saying it gets really complicated at those young ages with like, providing whether it's a pharmaceutical or a natural product it just gets complicated but what i love about vegas is how fucking big the smoking section is it's massive you step out of this expo hall and it's just like just groups and groups and groups and groups of people everywhere and it says like no smoking delta 9 thc but that's exactly what everyone's doing (laughs) i i think the power of it and the numbers is that the actual stoner population in the industry is not super large. And so it's really only at MJ biz that we make up such a big force. Like otherwise when we're at our local events, there's like, at least for science and like medicine and for that type of convention, like it's not it's like 20 large. people. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like not a lot. 
it's like this is like a bunch of people and then we're seeing people that we know and we're like oh my gosh like we're all here and you're like running into new people and it just was from the start like when you involve cannabis in networking events it's better for me it's a it's not only like a neurodivergent accommodation for me it's also just better socially recreationally like there's this whole weird thing about recreational versus medicinal and like i think that recreation can be medicinal and making networking fun by having us all smoke people handing out infused pre-rolls and we're like yeah oh my god they were awesome like Mm -hmm. and so generous like just giving them out to everyone and sharing those with I, I had recorded that, like, AVD vape thing, like, right after smoking one of those. And my <laughs> eyes were so red. And everyone's like, your eyes don't hide anything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm also not trying to hide anything. Like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You've never tried to hide anything. And that has been no. really a core tenet of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Like, my facial expressions are just so obvious and everyone's always said that so Uh, what can you do (laughs) what can you do i'm not gonna fight it like oh man the other thing about vegas that is really fun is that riley and i like to go out like we have have so much fun and vegas is a giant playground for that like so much stimulation there's so many different environments and yeah, we basically started having like a rule where we're only going to work with and like professionally vibe with people who we can personally vibe with. And I think it's been going really well. It just makes everything so much easier, like when you get along with people. And of course, like some things you kind of have to collaborate with people on that you may not know that well but for bigger projects and long-term projects and things you're like super passionate about you want to build that team to be people who consume cannabis who are able to hang out and want to hang out with you who appreciate having a good time and just have like a, a positive vibe yeah and we actually approached this trip very specifically i mean we both made a lot of we we both planned a lot and then modified our plans a lot. And one of the things that we were trying to do really well was to, you know, keep our hydration level up, like make sure that we were staying hydrated, make sure that we were getting We did some- that with liquid liquid IV definitely helped for the hydration. We we each bought like a pack of those when we arrived because Vegas is so dry and we were not used to like we're East Coast people like we have a lot of moisture in the air. And then we go over there. The weed is crispy AF. Like you could crumble it by just like moving it between your fingers. And then our voices become raspy like immediately. Our skin is just like dry. Just, our, our hair, like the bottom, the bottom of my hair just like became like this broom i was like what is happening so yeah liquid iv like bottles and bottles and bottles of water and then uh hair moisturizer skin moisturizer uh and yeah dry weed we just smoked dry weed i feel like we were the like soft east coast skin situation (laughs) the the water was just getting sucked directly out (laughs) like it was i remember putting on moisturizer and i'm like where'd it go like it it all just got like absorbed immediately (laughs) oh my goodness yeah so we drank a lot of water um so let's go over so we we showed up we 
hanging out in the session and we went we actually the first night came back and and my wife lane came and was in the hotel room and actually was able to come down and bring us waters with liquid iv and chapstick and we were like thank god we are the last three chapsticks (laughs) so oh my god we went to every walgreens and cvs like in all of vegas Oh, so oh we walked, so Wednesday was the GLG event, right? Yes. That was the first day. Yes. Yeah. So we walked. So we walked the strip with Lane, and we were getting in our own environment. Like we allowed ourselves to have a little bit of time between going to the conference and being at the an event at night. And we were just like, we were gonna make sure that we ate something, like, and we then we're like in the right headspace basically to head over and we gave ourselves like a moment and I think that it was a really good call to like go for a walk like move our bodies like we had both flown really far that day you know so I think that that was oh dude we didn't we didn't talk about how we booked the same row in the plane (gasps) on accident that was crazy so So weird. weird Miyabi and Lane had booked their flights like a month before me. Yeah. And a so long time. they booked them. Yeah. And just was like, I'm like, are you going to freaking come? Like, yeah. You're like, okay, we're arriving Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll arrive Wednesday too. So happened to buy the same flight out of Boston and then happened to book in row 14, but like different sides of the plane. But how crazy is that? It was so 14F. I have so much anxiety when we travel. So, like, the whole time that we were waiting in the airport, I was like, where's Riley? Riley's not here. Oh, I showed up with zero minutes to spare. Like, the plane was already boarded. And I just come strolling in on my Starbucks. And I'm like, sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. I lost a ring in the airport, too. That was sad. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, where were we? We um, we're going to the GLG for event, a walk. and it we're going. Well, oh yeah. So yes. Yeah, so we went for the walk. Walk was great. We were like going into every Walgreens and CVS because we kept forgetting shit. Um, and then we went to the GLG event, and it was at this. It's called the X House, and it's the coolest place ever. You you roll you like stroll up to this place. It's got one of those like circle driveways that look really cool. And then there's a like shrub in the shape of a gorilla just right outside oh, of the door. Wait, we should <laughs> say that we went and we did go and pick up and I got liquid diamonds. I've never had liquid diamonds before in a vape. And, in a vape. And I'm just throwing it out there that I am really a fan, a super fan of the liquid diamonds so we got that and then and then and then we got more liquid diamonds later isn't that what twinkle had yes, given us exactly yeah and then and it's yeah. reproducible it's an interesting it's so that like we'll have to get there into the vegas but on the first night oh, when yeah. we show up at the when we show up at the glg event i didn't really know what to expect because i've never made it to one of those events before like i've i've been i've given it the college try but it never has like worked out like timing wise and it was so fun. It was like we went immediately outside. I feel like we didn't move more than like two steps before we were just like talking to people that we had like wanted to be connecting with. And like everyone had stuff that they brought. We were all trying different things. Like just so much quality was going around, honestly. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. 
it was just a great vibe that they set. Like they definitely know how to plan a party. The the music was awesome. Uh, the outdoor space was unreal. And then it's this like huge house too. So you can like walk around and see all the cool stuff inside. It was just like something that you see on movies, I feel like. But we were there. How did we get invited to that? <laughs> That's so know. cool. It, made, it was so it was so cool and then like all the people that we were vibing with there were so many like science like passionate scientists at that event who we haven't met in person and it was so cool to see these like internet faces in front of you and it's like yeah and that's you're awesome like, we all know each other's work really because we're all exposed to each other's work but it's so different when you actually meet someone in person and you know when your guard is down because like i think when we got there we immediately dosed yeah like somewhat quickly yeah and definitely so we were we were having an experience you know all together and i actually am gonna give a talk in a month on this on specifically like benefits of psychedelics for neurodivergent people for networking and professional development and like i think cannabis falls under this as well which is another reason why i think session is so important oh. we'll put the link to that in the show notes um and wherever people can sign up for that yeah so it's it's just interesting because the, like the experience that we had when you're opening up like that so like later so the glg event was amazing incredible also there's like food and like tons of edibles tons of different like drink edibles like a lot of drinks yeah the drinks were good too i actually had quite a few drinks in vegas that i really enjoyed and i always knew i was going to enjoy those drinks because i love having something in my hand to drink i really enjoy that aspect of social drinking but my body does not react well to alcohol so being able to do that with like a five milligram cannabis drink I really enjoyed that. It was, I mean, I like smoking a lot too, but it, it's it's nice to be like, to quench your thirst and to get a little bit medicated. Yeah. I mean, that also to me, that like aspect of the drinking, like I think what saved us is that we didn't drink until the last night. Like that. Oh, then I left my phone and the Uber. No, <laughs> was... we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. The drink, the drinking night was a, the drinking night. Was of course, by far the, the one night. night. <laughs> no, it was by far the worst night, and I could be angry now because everything worked out. But at the time, I couldn't be angry because you were so sad. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty sad. Uh, just oh, we'll get there. But FYI, the back of my phone, I keep my ID, my credit card, my debit card, my business card, like everything. So when I lose my phone, I lose everything. Yeah, and Riley also, FYI, loses a lot of things very <laughs> often. Like, I don't even yeah. have the worst stories. Like, Jake is going to have to come in for the real stories. Uh, Car but Carly has a bad one, too. We were doing mushrooms at the ocean, and I offered to hold her sunglasses, and then she came back for them, and I'm like, I don't know where those are. I have no idea. Like In the ocean. <laughs> They literally are in the ocean. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Carly. Oh, man. All right. So so anyways, though, like we're at this. Uh, we'll, let's rewind. We'll go back to the nights where we weren't a hot mess and where we actually did good. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was appropriately good. Um, so this is the first night and we're like, all right, we're going to take it easy. But then we're also kind of like, all right, though, like at least a half gram, at least a half gram. So then 
we're feeling mushrooms. it we're it, it's all good yeah mushrooms and then unlimited cannabis i mean who even knows between the dabs and the liquid diamonds and like we don't know so oh, yeah oh yeah the glg party is at is off the strip and it was like closing down we're gonna do content there the next day it was gonna be an early start for everyone there the next day and we were like all right cool peace see you tomorrow so then the two of us with cody peterson who is cannabis farm d and um steven philpot junior who is coach jackpot which i think is funny so funny and i love it shout out but, to both um, of them they're they're wicked them. cool we really enjoyed and they, hanging they out work with them with, yeah they work with the Kenigma and also do education and are also you know in the science space and we were all hanging out together and went um to meet up with one of my friends who i met actually like when we were children we were kids and played water polo against each other but we played together in college um so Rachel, and she has a brand that does legacy flower out in the Bay Area. Unreal. Oh my flower. God, it's so unreal. Oh Lamb's my God. And we hit it with bread. the, we smoked it with, or we vaped it with the volcano, which is Dude, like I'm one getting, of my favorite, to... it's oh. one of my favorite consumption methods. And we used it um, on the, with the volcano, which kind of maintains the flavor and the tart profile. Like it really keeps it so you can taste it a lot better. And we first hit it low temp and that taste was unreal. Like, oh, the flavor was great. And then we hit it high temp, which is 230 C. And that was much closer to smoking. But both times it felt really cool. Like that flower was amazing, especially compared to the dry Vegas weed. Like that weed was amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So so then when we show up also, she's chilling with these guys out of Cali that do mushroom chocolates and mushroom little press pills. And so we were getting into that a little bit too, you know, and we were just having so many great conversations and everyone at the party was calling us the science power Rangers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It, it was, was a great balance though. Like us and Cody and Steven, like it was, that was a really cool night. Cool dynamic. Yeah, and I, and I think it really helped us that that night we didn't – we went – we had a great time. We did not go hard, hard. Like, we were back at the hotel and we're, like, able to get sleep. I mean, I didn't sleep at all because my body is so annoying. Like, my body, like, woke up, like, shot up at 9 a.m. East Coast time, which is 6 a.m. in Vegas, which meant I slept for, like, three hours. But I went and got everyone coffee, so <laughs> – Thanks for that. <laughs> I slept great. <laughs> Asshole. I slept fantastically. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was like, oh, man. But then so the next day, we actually went back to the ex house. And I didn't know what to expect. Like, I know we were talking on a panel, but I didn't know what to expect. Actually, the video is out there in the universe. We need to get it. Yeah, we definitely need to get that. Um, also, just we showed up kind of like early and everything was running a little bit late. So it was kind of cool to be able to talk to the different people that were on the different panels that were kind of just like waiting to go on. Um, I got to talk to what Mark at Pot Bros at Law. They make content and uh, he just dresses so snazzy and he was just like ripping J's and he's a lawyer. And I was like, this is one of my favorite conversations of Vegas was talking to him because he just had such a unique perspective. And it was awesome that we were able to hang out before the panel because I didn't think we were going to get a chance to do that. 
Yeah. And we, it also gave us a chance to kind of come up in the experience in terms of like, not, not come up like we took, we dosed anything, but come up in the experience, meaning that, you know, we're about to do like a, a presentation. Let's get comfortable. Let's know who we are in the space and, and what we're doing. And so then we went to record the panel and it was in front of this like pro setup with like microphones. That's, it was, I want to talk about that of feeling comfortable because yeah. uh, we've been on a few panels. We've, we've spoken at different events and I'm usually not that comfortable <laughs> with yeah. like a bunch of people like staring at me. And, you know, I just I don't love the limelight like that. But what they did was really cool. It was just like the separate room that had seats set up for a panel. But it was all super fancy recording material. So there was no like group of people staring at you. There was a, a few people that could sit there, but like three people, not, you know, 300 and because of that, it just felt so much more like a regular conversation that I definitely enjoyed how the setup was and how they um, kind of considered that in planning. It was so intimate. And then also, I remember Cytocat started it by being like, well, we're all ripped and baked right now. Like, that was like. <laughs> yeah, because we were. Yeah, it was we awesome. Were, you, couldn't, you couldn't hide it. All of our eyes. We were like, but you know, same as. And again, it. feeling comfortable. Like, that was such a good way to start it of like. So for some people, if you're like in your head saying, I'm high, nobody else is high. Everyone knows. Everyone's staring at me. Instead. We all were medicated. We were all smoking before that. We were smoking together. We were getting to know each other. I had a great conversation with Darwin before that or the Spock of cannabis. And like if we wouldn't have like hung out before that, I don't think it would have gone that well. But it just it was a very comfortable setting. Yeah, we were ripping his dabs, you know, like it's and now we're going <laughs> to and now we're going to work together, you know, creating new standards and there's going to be this like beautiful collaboration that has come out of us putting in time all together to make content about safety and quality of medicine because it is a medicine. And I really felt comfortable as well. And that it was the most comfortable that I've felt about the just opening it with, and same with this podcast, just being like, yeah, we are blazed right now. That's what we do actually most of and the that's time. It feels so good to be free and just be open and be able to talk about it um, and just to kind of have that same mentality as the other people in the industry. And, you know, especially as we evolve and our brands evolve, um, you, you really need to be genuine. That's really what we're all about now is having that voice in the industry and being genuine and being open. So that was like so cool. And then we actually we were we had enough time to go back to the hotel. This is the second thing. This is the thing we did the second day that I think was also really useful is that we spent, uh, we ate, we ate food right then because we were like, we should eat, even though both of us, I think, especially when there's a lot going on and we're stressed and we're doing things, neither one of us really thinks about eating. We're both just go, 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 go. But we were yeah, like. Yeah, 100%. And especially when I do any sort of substance other than yep. cannabis, like I'm not going to eat for the next like 12 hours. So I definitely <laughs> need to eat before I go do any of that. And this was Thursday. So this was the night that we knew we were probably going to go out the biggest. That probably was our, our plan for Thursday. Or it always sort of was part of the, the plan, at least. Yeah. So we were like, we should eat. So we ate, we ate food. So that was important. And I feel like maybe I'm a little too proud of us for something that might be simple this and is, easy. <laughs> this is the day we met up with Twinkle, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So we like okay, spent cool. it, we spent an hour chilling. Riley put in headphones and was just like dead to the world. I like I was just like I was actually I put on these headphones. Vegas is so much sensory and I love it, but doing it for extended periods of time and like not allowing your brain to just go silent for a sec, like I needed that hardcore. So I did that for like 30 minutes and then the reset I needed. Yeah. And I had Lane just lying on top of me, squishing me. Like just getting compression. We got, and I, we I got was what like, we needed. We got what we needed. And I was like, sorry if this is weird, Riley, but we just do this. Like, <laughs> no, because like if you don't have a weighted blanket, it's like I could I could probably take like a hundred pounds easy. It would feel good to squish me with that amount. Do you of have weight. a weighted blanket? Yes. Absolutely do. How do oh, how do you clean it? Very difficult, very difficult situation. Yeah, that's. I'm scared to use it because I have, I mean, I have two fluffy animals, so it gets like dirty so fast and I don't know how to clean it. So I just don't use it. I think the best case scenario is you're going to end up cleaning it almost like a carpet. You're like cleaning the outside of it, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, Because it's really, you can't put it in a, you're going to break that washer. Like it's too heavy. Yeah, you'd have to put in like a giant tub. I feel hey, like, like this outside. is an I- this is like an idea. If someone wants to, if someone wants to, this here's an idea for free. Someone should make a weighted blanket that has Velcro slots that you put the weight in, and then you take the weight out, and then you could, like you could wash it. I've thought that about clothing too, like because I would love to have like a weighted jacket. I think it would really. I've been talking about sewing one into like a leather jacket or something soon because I think it would help me at networking events for sure. Um, I like weight, weight and compression. That was really cool. But yeah, so Lane was was lying on me and I got the compression and Riley got the quiet and both of us went back to the conference after that. Um, And that's when we were like at our chillest, I think, actually. Yeah, that was really nice. That was cool. And that's when we met up with Twinkle. Yep. So then Twinkle met us out in the smoking area. So we smoked with Twinkle. And then, oh, Twinkle is a scientist at Abstracts Tech. Actually, Twinkle was a guest on this podcast. Yep. I forgot about that. Recently. Um, She's awesome. She's so cool. We knew she was going to be cool. But when we met her in person, we were like, you're you're a hundred times cooler than I thought you were. Like, I really didn't think I didn't know. Not that I didn't think she would be cool. I'm just saying I didn't know like at all. Oh, I, I knew from talking to her. She was like chill and cool, but she's like so genuine and she's a true stoner scientist. She is like she fits that that niche so well. And it was just it was just like, I don't know. I felt proud. I didn't train her at all, but I feel like, <laughs> proud of her. You know, I just I like, feel it's the just same. so cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I feel the same. I'm like, your research is so fucking cool. And then I you're know. so fucking I'm like, cool. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, it was uh, cool. It was, keep being it was cool. Really cool. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no pressure, Twinkle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, though. So actually, uh. we went out to eat. And we were, so Lane, Lane was coming out with that, us that night and we were talking about like our perfect dose schedule and we were basically executing our perfect dose schedule while we were doing this, like talking about dinner. So we all ate dinner cause that's good and we should eat. So like, I, again, again, I feel like maybe I'm being proud of us for like basic tasks. <laughs> like, it's okay like, to well, be proud of yourself for that. I think we did we, a good uh, job. At least we took care of ourselves in that way. Um, so then we have a drink because sometimes the come up of acid 
like the come up of when you start to feel acid can give me anxiety. Um, I think in general, people tend to have a little bit of like heart flutters or maybe there's a little, there's a little bit of energy associated with it. And if you have one drink, we've found that it just completely kills it. So you don't get like that feeling, that rush feeling pretty much at all. And then the other thing that we did was we took a half dose. So we start the trip with less because it means we've actually been doing this like yeah. recently. This is not the first time it's we've kind of just figured out it, it creates this perfect like bell curve effect. And it's a very like gentle experience. I think it's the fifth time we've done it. Anyways, we've been doing this dose schedule for a minute because um, it's better that way. And it's just, you know, it, it's a good experience. So then we, after that, after eating a little bit, we were like, let's go chill in our room. Twinkle's friends were just getting from the airport, I think. Yes. And yes. we wanted to go to our room and just chill and hang out anyways, because we weren't like really ready to go out yet. Plus... The way that we, that this dose schedule works, we like allow that first dose to hit us for an entire hour before you dose again. And in the community, I've seen it everywhere that people are like, you have to dose within the first hour or else you're not going to feel the effects. And I'm just telling you, that's bullshit. You can keep saying that all you want and it's not true. I'm just, I mean, maybe... Maybe it was true for those people who did it. It has not been true for me or for anyone else that I have had experiences with, like, you know, right. over the last few years. So I, I will say that that's always something that I see people saying, like, oh, you only have an hour. It's like, no, but an hour is a good time for, to allow something to happen. And it also allows you in that space when you're in the come up phase of setting your intention really solidly. I mean, you can really set a solid groundwork for how positive and how, you know, like what is the experience going to be like? Sometimes when you start tripping, the experience will just kind of continue along the trajectory of momentum that you build in the beginning. And so you can build this incredibly positive and solid foundation. And from there, you know, then we dosed again. So we were all hanging out and then we dosed again and Twinkle's friends were got into the hotel and we're like, okay, cool. Let's all meet up and we'll walk the strip. And it's like, perfect. That sounds like exactly our thing. Also when Riley and I are together and with Lane, like we're walking like miles, like we're walking like miles. miles yeah. My, it's so funny because we'll walk for literally ever, like like hours. And yeah, when we meet up with other people, they're like, "When are we gonna go somewhere? Are we gonna are we gonna stop and get a drink or something?" And we're like, "Oh, sure, we can do that." We're like, we're like, no, we're planning on just walking for four more hours. Like, it's it's fun. Oh my gosh, it is fun. I mean. We really get to know cities doing it that way, and we've we've traveled a lot together too, and like it's it's so much fun, and we love walking, and so this was already set up to be the perfect night because it was set up to be like the night that we would have if we weren't in Vegas, you know. And I just want to say, Twinkle's friend Carly was wearing this jacket that is just going to be ingrained in my brain forever because it's just just like. This, like, 70s jacket, like, fluffy jacket with flowers on it. And I was just walking behind her the entire night. So the entire, like, Vegas strip, I just have 
this memory of her jacket walking through with all these amazing lights and all these amazing people and this energy. And it's just this awesome little movie that's in my head now. Oh my gosh. That night was just so everything. And there were so, I, the joke, I, the joke is that there were eight of us like, somehow in, in that group. There was only there six were, of us. There was really only six of us, but Lane, Lane for some reason was always seeing eight. And it was so right to when we started walking and we were talking like it, the vibe was just so easy. Like, I feel like we were so open at one point we were going up this escalator and I look back and Riley and Lane are laughing, but they're also like crying. Like they're laughing so like hard. ugly crying. Like our faces were like so red and just like these, these streams of tears oh my god were we oh, laughing oh and you were laughing so hard and it was the crying was like what took what surprised me i was like oh wow they're really laughing because they're really crying like <laughs> it was so uh, good though and so then we also um twinkle's other friend this is another weird full circle situation so twinkle's other friend taylor uh works for a company that I have spoken with one of their co-founders and CSOs and he was just in town and was like, Hey, you know, my, someone on my team shares your videos a lot and and I like them and you want to meet up for coffee? And I was like, yeah. And so we have this great relationship and you know, it turns out that Taylor was the person on the team and that was really cool. And I've honestly like never super vibed with, it's like, I, the the vibe was so easy I feel like it was so open we were also my face I kept being like my face hurts because I'm smiling <laughs> just so much I could not stop smiling and like I can't even tell you all the things that happened on that walk down there between like at some point Carly and Taylor got some in and out and like we were just I, we were oh my god there was a guy dressed like the the clown too and he bopped me on the head and i'm like please don't i do was that right so now. not okay about that i am not <laughs> about people touching other people without consent like no thank you for that oh, like, psa yeah. like was everyone should ask people fan. before touching people but i think that the the openness and the dialogue so we're we're all hanging out we're eventually we sit down <laughs> it's like hours later i feel like we walked like five miles and finally we sit down and all of us are like whoa we're sitting <laughs> like oh it felt we, so good it felt so good we order like sprite and mocktails aside of fresh we got fries, like, we got two sprites yeah two sprites two waters a juice a brownie sundae and an order of fries and that's it and we chilled and there for like a while we had such a good time it was it was so good and i really feel like we talked about so much it was interesting just because like i don't know what the how the vibe was so we just had so much in common and you know, it was so open. It was a very, it was, it was so great. Everything was also just the most hilarious thing that has ever happened to me. And like that <laughs> energy of the, of laughter, that feeling, I can still feel it now we're talking about it. Like I feel it in my chest. Like I feel this like really, <laughs> my... what? 
my favorite my favorite part is when we were sitting on the couch and we were hitting the volcano again and carly had offered me a water like no joke an hour and a half before this and this just shows where my brain was at because literally an hour and a half later i turned to her and i say yo is that water still up for grabs and then she just looks at me in the eye and she's like that was so long ago then we added we did add, we did add significant mushrooms and we added significant cannabis and like everyone who's listening to this probably is educated enough to know this but in case you're not cannabis and psychedelics are powerful together i mean and they could be powerful amazing and they could be powerful bad so i mean it's just good to know it's good to know your environment it's good to know your people it's good to know who you're with but like that Volk hit us so hard. And that was, so that was Rachel's lamb's bread that night. So we were like, this was what was wild. We were like smelling it and it was just, the smell was incredible. But then like what you said about the Volk with the multiple temperatures, like Ugh. the the first one, the taste of that first bag, like so was so nice. crisp. It was like crisp, but gassy and just so right, you know? And when we were built, we were, we were like, bag, bag, bag. Also, that's how I know we were with our people because all of us were basic. I remember at one point, Twinkle was like, so another? And I was yeah. like, forever. Like, I was like, yeah, forever till it's gone. Like, let's, like, we're going to. Oh, so cool. We're going to keep going. Okay, and okay. All melting into the couch, you know what I mean? <laughs> just like having the. Oh, time. that's when I was like, we need to leave or we're just going to, like, become <laughs> this couch. And then, so then we need to leave. Miyavi runs out of there. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was ready. So yeah, it was just, I, so what I was ready for, which was really cool was like this next part. Also it, we had been together all night. It felt so weird when we got into separate Ubers. We like got into these separate did feel weird. cars and I was like, how weird, like, we're not going to be all eight of us. Like what but luckily we went back to the same place so we went back and we were just like chilling for a little bit we went back to our room and had like a nice floor sesh you know everyone now melting into the it was floor. nice Every, everyone was like sitting like cross-legged in a circle on the floor in the hotel room and i mean you can't smoke in hotel rooms but we were hitting our vapes in there uh, i think in vegas you can kind of hit a vape anywhere that's kind of the rule i got smell. out of vegas it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave any trace molecules whatsoever. Anyways, why not? The air circulation. So in I have, good. I have literally set off an alarm in a hotel with vapes before. Oh shit! Were you blowing it like the day after a wedding? It? No. Was it no. a nicotine vape? I don't know. Somebody, somebody might have been hitting a nicotine vape, but. Yeah, we were like, we're getting ready to check out, and then the fire alarm went out, so we were like, oh, well, our bag's are already packed, so we just, like, brought them all down, and then we're like, okay, can we check out? And then the guy at the front desk was like, oh, it was actually your room that set off the fire alarm, and we we're like, what? No, it wasn't, and then we just left. But it was. It was, it was. yeah. It I mean, was. it had to have been. It had to have been the vapes. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, so uh. then... I think the funniest part, so we were all just like winding down and it was kind of like, all right, we still have stuff to do tomorrow. So we'll like, you know, 
say goodbye, all eight of us. But the funny, one of the funniest things was we were like, should we vape goodbye? And like, everyone's whipping out their vape pens. We had like a whole circle worth of like rosin, live resin, liquid diamonds, like, oh man, it was and so And literally good. like handing so, it to the next person. No, like. It was so good. Oh my God, it was so good. That was great. Okay, so, last day. Last day. Well, not the last day for us, but the last day at MJ Biz. And man, by then I was like definitely hurting. And we had to change hotels, so we had to like pack and do all of that nonsense. But it was good. We got it done. Um, then we I don't really the remember conference. the last day. So we went to the conference. Oh, I went and- in the conference the last day. Yeah, so we were actually separated because Riley went in the conference. I don't really have interest in that uh, experience, but just because it, it makes me mad, overstimulated, like I get, I get really anxious. And we had a good time in there a couple of years ago when Riley dosed me with a infused pre roll. Two years ago, we're hitting a pre roll, and I Riley let me hit it like five times before being like, "Oh, it's infused." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, when in Vegas, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go crazy. Okay. I'm just saying that it was all, it ended up being fantastic experience. So you ended up doing me a favor, but I was like, what? The expo hall's a lot though. The the lighting's like terrible. There's a billion people in there. There's There's like a lot of stimulus. There's a lot of different music. Too much different music. I wanted to pop in though. I had a good time. Yeah. No, of course, of course. I'm glad. I also, I'm glad. But yeah, so I chilled out. I was just like chilling outside. I literally was just smoking outside. People are coming up to you, giving you their shit, and it is amazing. It's just like an Very amazing cool. outdoor experience. And we were like, also, we were hanging out. So Twinkle also went inside because you, you and Twinkle went inside and were like working and doing work things, and then the rest of us, the other six. We were just like, should we, you know, chill outside and smoke a lot, like smoke mad weed. And so we were, we had these like separate experiences for like a few hours and then you came out and we smoked more weed and then we went out to dinner with my fam. Yeah, that's what we did. The buffet. (laughs) Oh man. So this is funny. Like when my dad was like, we're going to go to this buffet. It's the best buffet. And I was like, okay. And Riley was like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm not like w- worth your money at buffets. Like I eat like a bird. I okay. usually just like eat like a bird. Like I like like, you know, but this is actually probably why I love the buffet because it's for bird people. Like you can just grab like one of everything that you want to try. And then you have this really cool, diverse plate. It's not like going to a restaurant where you have to eat like three pounds of pasta like that is my like horror meal i want just a little little taste of everything no i think it's hilarious though because like i've seen you eat at restaurants too so i i thought it in my head being like oh riley's really not gonna like love the buffet just because you don't eat a lot really and then it turns out that riley freaking (laughs) cleans out and is the mvp of the buffet like even compared to me and my dad and my stepbrother like there no, was I'm serious. crab I think you were legs. M- I know, but you were MVP. Like, I'm just saying, you had everything on your plate. Like, you had, you had a whole plate of just dessert. That was good. A couple of them weren't good at all, but most <laughs> of them were, were fire. Yeah, that was amazing. Great experience. It was cool to meet your family. 
I thought everyone was super nice. And then we got to hang out with them. I think my favorite experience with your family was group gambling, which I'm oh, telling yeah. everyone about. And they're, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm so like, oh, group gambling. We just like have like someone puts in money and then we take turns just pressing the play button on like the slots. And we didn't do bad. I mean, we like definitely won quite a few games. We made quite a bit of money. That's cool. We were we were up. We each made fifty bucks. So I mean, but we could have we could have been way up more. We we kept going when we shouldn't have. But but yeah. Um, the fun thing about it is that if you win, then you keep pressing. So there's like a little fun kind of oh, competition yeah. between <laughs> each other, like group group gambling. That's a funny name for it. Like. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. Yeah, but oh, yeah, that so was we really went. Fun so now. then, so then, um, Twinkle and Carly were still in town, and so we went out again, and we went to Area Fifteen. Oh, I rolled. We rolled a and smoked a cross joint. <gasps> that was a bucket. List. I have that video. I'm gonna post that on Instagram. Yeah, that video was cool too. Like you did a you that like was zoomed cool. in. Like, yeah. okay. So also this really funny thing is that I deleted all this video off my phone because when before we go to Vegas, I tell Riley, I'm like, I'm going to be like Eric Khan. I'm going to video log our video. Like I'm going to have the whole trip in video content. I'm going to be making mad reels, like all this. We get to Vegas and the only video I shot is like, Riley buying shoe inserts in a CVS. <laughs> like so My Dr. Scholl's inserts. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Man, no, that we're we're both fine. pretty bad at that. I can't believe I took a video of that. I was super proud of myself. It was. I'm so proud uh-huh. of you. And I'm also just like excited because we have the video. So I'm like, yeah. I yeah, know. Like, That's so cool. Oh, man. So yeah, we went but, to Area 15. There wasn't much going on there. Um, but that is where we smoked the cross, Jay. So that was really cool. And then where'd we go after that? The casino? We went to, we went back to resorts. Okay, and then we got drunk. Mm. All these different substances. Like there are different benefits. And I'm not saying that drinking is healthy. No one can ever say that. And no one should ever say that. And in comparison to cannabis and comparison to psychedelics, drinking is clearly a poison. It, it feels drinking like is it. literally a poison. And that's it like, feels like it. the pharmacology is like poison. <laughs> It's not good for you. So it was, so the margarita, so I, I, I think by the size and the taste of the alcohol, not to be like label it, not, okay, whatever, fine. I'm just going to do it. I've drank a lot. I can tell alcohol percentage <laughs> by taste. I'm, I can. I think that the- The mixed drinks were terrible. They were strong. I think that the mixed drinks had two shots in them. And then there's like, there's Contro in it. So it's like, that's a liqueur. But I mean, so I think they had two shots of tequila. I think that the shots were two as well. So my first oh, God. Had, had four shots in it. I don't know The shots why. came in those big glasses, those big, like, heavy rocks glasses. Um, Never oh my again. God. Never and again. Then, yeah, so I think, anyways, so I think that, like, and it did feel this way as well. I think it was somewhere, like, in the six to seven shot range total with, like. That's what it felt like, um, for that's sure. That's what it felt like, yeah. And I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I've been much drunker. Like, let's be clear, like, it, like that amount's not going to kill you. But it was enough to make me not feel well. I mean, like, it was like. It was enough to, it, but it also was enough to be a really fucking good time. That's also true. It so was the a first great thing, time. The first thing that we lost, um, we went and got donuts. The donuts were baller donuts. Um, the first thing 
that and we smoked the hash the hash joint outside that's also why we got totally blasted because we drank and then we smoked that rosin infused hash hash rosin infused joint those yeah those those hit hard those those rosin joints they hit great and so then we went and then all of a sudden when we were outside i realized that i didn't have my fanny pack and that fanny pack had the liquid diamonds in it you know and so i was like oh my god and i just like i remember being in a panic and i sprinted in and i was sprinting to where we had sat down like had our drinks and i was like running around and i'm in like a frantic at this point because i've gone to like two different places and there's no liquid diamonds and i was like getting frantic and i sprint up and, and i then see <laughs> twinkle and i coming from the other area where we had just played like one of these games and we had miyavi's bag and it was like right in that spot where you're playing the horse racing game is that yes. what we were doing it was it was the yeah one it was the, the horse racing horses. game because the little horses running around are kind of fun to see like yeah what's happening did we win anything with that no we didn't i that night gambling i don't know if we won anything i think we all just dumped all of our money (laughs) doing shit at least it was only like 20 bucks though it really wasn't that much we we, we had like a pretty so we were like playing there because at that point it was just me you twinkle and carly because lane had gone home and so you and and then so i saw you two and you were holding up the fanny pack with the liquid diamonds. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, oh, my gosh. So you did. I owed you big. And boy, did you come to collect. Like, Yeah, cash, cash that in quickly. Yeah, you did. So then it's like getting late. We're like, all right, this has been so sick. Goodbye. We're going to go back. It well, was the, here's the thing. Every time we have left a location, we have verbally said, Phone keys vape, like yep. all yep. Of us. Phone keys oh, we vape. just say phone keys vape, and then that last ride. I remember I mentally did not say it, and then <laughs> got out. It's like four four a.m. <laughs> Started looking for my phone, couldn't find it, and then and then I we were I was like ah, so we went back to the other hotel just to check like to make sure and i'm calling and someone answers the phone and i'm like oh like a a person but then it's like he hangs up and then i was like oh i don't know and even the other cab driver he was like that's not a good sign (laughs) yeah Yeah. but we called again he picked up and he was just driving someone to the airport so then we just had to wait for him to drive there drive back then he brought us back to our hotel and we finally saved the day and when i at first you were too sad for me to be angry but like i'm kind of like ah it was but you know what lane so lane's argument which lane and riley are always like so that's the other thing too like we were when we were gonna go out all together whenever lane comes out and i was saying this i was like lane's gonna come to mj biz it's gonna be great i was like but it'll be like two versus one you know and everyone thinks i'm talking about two versus one like me and lane versus riley and it's like no it's like them versus me like and i feel like (laughs) i feel like jake can attest the same thing so lane's perspective on it is that like I know this is the perspective, is that, like, I am the one that was saying phone keys, wallet, vape. <laughs> I was. Yeah, earlier, yeah. Earlier, all, all previous, all previous times, and I was the drunk one that wasn't, like, phone keys, wallet, vape. Like, 
Let's just blame alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, let's blame it on the alcohol. But yeah, so I mean, like, that was just so much fun. Group gambling was so much fun. And like, I I mean, we've traveled together a a good amount, but this is the best trip that we've just by far, like, by far. It was just great to have, like, flexibility. Like, if you were feeling exhausted, you needed to take a break, you could. Like, that wasn't a big deal. Um, And we just kind of worked in some leniency to make it a relaxing trip like of course you need to network you need to do business you need to attend things in vegas but also working in a significant amount of space just to maintain your mental health amazing like that's exactly what i would do again and we made so many significant connections like just this week like all of the things that we've been sort of following up on and beginning the to actually take the threads of the idea and weave them into something real that we're going to do next year. I mean, it was just so valuable and a huge shout out to everyone who was part of it. And, you know, it's just everything about this community. There are so many of us who are in it for the best reasons. And I'm so optimistic about it. Like I'm so stoked for all of us because it's happening and we're all still here and we're all still doing it. And it's definitely turning into something that has momentum and I'm amped to see where it goes. All right. So we're going to enter part three of the podcast, which is just a couple little snippets of preliminary data from our baseline study. And if anybody doesn't know, we have a study going on. You can sign up right now. It's linked in this podcast and both of our bios on social media but it is a baseline survey where we are trying to learn more about the the cannabis population of people who use cannabis, stoners, even people who use cannabis like once a month. We want to know what the demographics are like, what the use patterns are like, what the average consumer is like. So it's two weeks long and it follows your consumption pow- uh, patterns for those two weeks. But also we have this series of baseline questions. So we're just going to review three fun little snippets from these baseline um question so miyabi has not seen this data yet so these are just this is just a couple of the things i found most interesting okay 90.6 percent of the 5,000 participants approximately 5,000 participants use cannabis every single day or multiple times a day and of of course we have a skewed data set because of our audiences but 90 percent is so validating for so many people who think you know maybe i shouldn't smoke weed every day most people are only smoking once a week 90 percent of people who find value in cannabis are are using it every single day yeah at least once a day I do not even care if this is a self-selection bias because even oh, if yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, me either. I mean, well, even if it is, which it definitely in part is because we are intentionally looking at the stoner population because no one else has. So it's like, why aren't we studying the stoner population when we are the heaviest users and the highest consumers and we are medical patients, almost all of us? pretty much all of think of how much we can learn from the brain and the body by understanding our population of of people better because there's a specific neurotype that reacts super well to cannabis and we just have never studied it so so cool that i just i loved that little piece of data that one's like my favorite 
That's yeah, ninety point six percent. That might be my favorite data like I've ever heard in my whole life because of how good it makes me feel. Like it makes me feel so you said validated. It makes it almost makes me feel like I want to cry. Like that's how much it's like. Yeah, here we are, the people that use it every day because it helps us, and we know that we've been here, and we know that our voice in cannabis is important, but until there's impactful data like this to back it up and say like, hey, this is really important, our population is really important, like this piece of data is going to help us so much, like that's just the feeling I'm getting, like we're going to be able to use this data to advocate for ourselves. And I'm so, I don't know. And also just, I just want to highlight a a specific note that a woman named Sean had sent me. And and we actually both hung out with Sean the first time we went to Vegas. But love Sean. she, she, She had messaged me and said, I really enjoyed taking your survey because it made me realize how on days where I don't consume cannabis, my mental health is so much worse. And I didn't really piece that together until the survey. And I was Whoa. like, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Like, it is really cool to track your use, even for a short amount of time, and realize how many benefits cannabis has, even if it just improves your quality of life. Like, that's one of the main reasons I use cannabis. It makes everything more enjoyable. It makes your social interactions more enjoyable. Even things that oftentimes, like, you really can't get yourself to do, whether it's dishes or laundry or I'm not good at cleaning. But when I use <laughs> cannabis, I'm able to do that. It, it helps me make those mundane tasks easier and thus improves my quality of life. And I just love those messages. And I love seeing that over 90% of people, of the 5,000 people who took the survey, are using cannabis at least once a day and many of them more than once a day. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that data. Also, I'm okay. laughing at the whole like I'm not good at cleaning thing cuz like that's something we have in common and <laughs> Riley and I have a really funny list, like a really long list of things that we overlap that we do and don't have in common and being messy little raccoons is on the top. Like the I thing. could like I could climb a ramp of clothes to my bed and have like <laughs> one sheet on my bed and I would still sleep. <laughs> just fine just fine (laughs) i can work i can work in like chaotic environments around me like right now it's like my water over here my rolling tray liquid diamonds this drawer is half open like it doesn't bother me oh yeah (laughs) same okay okay you're gonna like this next one too for people who can't feel edibles Okay, we had some previous data from TikTok and Instagram that suggested around 20% of people do not feel edibles. This data with about 5,000 participants suggests that 84, oh, I should say it the other way around, suggests that 15.7% of people in this survey cannot feel edibles. That is pretty replicable. That's like, significant. That's, that's pretty it's, replicable. It's Especially because we had overlapping social medias, and yeah. this you yeah. cannot overlap. So yes. you you would think that would have been skewed in some way because of the, the repeat people. It's fascinating because we also ran that on with, with much smaller data. I mean, our biggest data set was TikTok by far. But... We ran that. Right, but this is significant. I no, mean, yeah. for like the the medicinal uses of cannabis and this being such a popular and safe consumption method. It's huge. Uh, 
if any if any drug out there if over 15 percent of people couldn't feel that drug like that is significant and that's significant for this data too well we should study it and a lot of people have asked me like you know because we did we did do that series of videos that was actually our first collaboration on data which i think is really cool that was our very first so both of us had made videos about edibles and both of us when we made those videos fielded hundreds of comments that were like i don't feel edibles like at yeah. all people being like i've used dispensary tested i've gone up to a gram of thc like and they don't feel it and so that was one of the first things that we we actually did talk about that our first lunch which is probably the only relevant thing we talked about but we talked about it at lunch and we were like we were like we should figure out how much it actually is though like we were just like we should no, there's a lot of these people, but like maybe the confirmation bias of the people who want to comment on the video is the people who are more interested in it, right? So so we just made polls, but we did TikTok, we did Instagram, we also did Reddit and LinkedIn. And it was pretty replicable. It was between 18 and 21. Yep, 18 is yep, 18 is low. That's it just I mean, we are going to use this to apply for grants to study this. Like, this yes. is the preliminary data that we need to get funding. So thank you so much to everyone who filled out the survey because we want to learn more about this. We want to know, is it and is it your liver enzymes that's not processing the THC in the same way as the other proportion I of the population? For, I think is it your some... gut microbiota? Yes. Is it your gallbladder? Like, we don't know exactly what's causing us or if it's a multitude of different things but this is just so amazing that we have some i mean tiktok data is great but i understand the limitations like this is legit data that we can publish in a peer-reviewed uh, journal and we are going to so this is awesome we're going to be the first people to report on this which is also really cool uh, so we we have been the first people to report on this too because we published the data in forbes actually in our forbes that's article. a good point shout out amanda you're amazing and it was like, I think it's just a really cool full circle piece that this is in line with our previous explorations together. And like, there's something to me like, God, I feel like I'm really emotional right now. Like I'm having like a lot of really emotional um, reactions to this data because this data point is like p a piece of the beginning of our friendship. Like I remember that car ride over to make that video that we collaborated on. Like I was... I, we were talking on the phone. We were both driving, right? Yeah, we were we were driving from opposite sides to meet up, like thirty minutes from my place or something like that. And I remember, like, I don't know. I just remember having this like synchronicity and these feelings, like, and it was it honestly was quite grandiose. Like, I was having feelings that it was like we're gonna change the world together. Like, I'm really excited about us being friends and doing this together and starting this project together. And like, I remember I was telling you that being like, I, this is probably too intense right now. And you were like, no, I'm here for it. <laughs> you were like, you were like, yeah, tell me more. I agree. A hundred percent. I feel like I've always just thought really, really big and just never felt like I had the means to like reach goals. And slowly I feel like I'm, able to reach some of these larger goals with the help of the entire network that we're building and it feels amazing it's so it's just so cool and that was also the conversation where i told you that i was neurodivergent and we had that conversation for the first time and like i remember being like i remember coming away from that conversation being like okay so i can have professional relationships where i'm out and it's 
like good and it's like 100 percent. it was it was like i have a lot of neurodivergent friends though like even if they don't openly refer to themselves as neurodivergent like they're definitely neurodivergent well you know how i feel about this my brain really only can pay (laughs) my brain can really only pay attention to neurodivergent people like i feel like my brain is not interested then it's just over here in the corner thinking about its own thing that's more interesting i don't want to like be insulting to neurotypical people but my brain just doesn't have a lot of like attention for for them so all of my people in my life are neurodivergent and like i think that was like one of the I feel really that. Cool, like i was just, it was just a really cool synergy though in terms of like the data and being a scientist and you know finding another scientist that felt as strongly as I feel about cannabis and that uses it every day. And that was not, you were not hiding it again, coming back to the core tenant. You can't hide it. You're not. I've never hidden my cannabis. I mean, I can't if I wanted to, but I mean, (laughs) I, that's literally, that's literally how I like became involved in the URI cannabis program is like, everyone's like, Oh, well, Riley's a stoner. Like she probably knows a lot about weed. And I did. I knew a lot about weed a lot more than anyone else. So I was like, yeah, you should definitely and I knew a lot about, like, the practical applications, which a lot of the professors didn't know. Like, I can show you how to roll a joint. I can also tell you what products feel weird and what products feel awesome and, like, how to dose different products. And that's just something that you can't get always from just reading a book, you know? It you need that experience. so wild to me hearing people talk about the endocannabinoid system and talk about activating the endocannabinoid system and then they will say things about the effects of cannabis. And I'm like you have no context for what you're saying whatsoever. Like, it's nuts because why wouldn't you want to smoke weed? Like, that's just what always gets me. Like, it always gets me. It's like, I don't don't get why people don't want it. Because even people who are like, oh, it causes anxiety. It's like, okay, your dose is wrong and you just are uneducated and you need to, like, find... That's how I... I I agree. Whenever I hear anxiety, it's like, I mean, your dose can be... There's so many different possibilities. Oh, there's so much shitty weed. This is why I... but there's also this is why education is so important, especially for first time users and people who are new to cannabis, because, you know, you shouldn't just walk up on someone who's been smoking weed for 15 years and hit the same joint they're hitting. Like, it's probably going to get you uncomfortably high. Whereas if you start with like that lower dose, you introduce it to your brain, you understand how that different state is like, what you're thinking is like, what your heart rate's like, like you can slowly kind of learn that different state but if it hits you like a freight train it can be really uncomfortable like any drug yeah it's all about understanding yourself with the medicine it's an individual relationship like and and i genuinely think when you try weed for the first time it should be with like one or two other people i think that's like best situation in like Not a like low demand environment 30 low obligation yeah. afterwards too so that you have a lot of flexibility exactly what you want to do you could have like options, don't drive home you know? yeah like do we want to watch a movie? Oh, that was what? a perfect segue into the last one about oh, driving shit. high, which oh. is the last, the last one okay, that we're going to we talk go. Here about. We go. I'm glad you did this dance because <laughs> now we could start doing the images tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. 60.2% of participants said that they drive high, at least sometimes. Okay. I think that's pretty that's pretty high. I thought I, it would be lower than that. I thought it would be higher. 
Well, I haven't crunched the numbers for always drive high and sometimes drive okay. high. Okay. But but to me, that question is almost as stigmatized or as like negatively thought about as like driving and pregnancy. I think, and not driving, sorry, cannabis and pregnancy. <laughs> driving pregnant, and cannabis and pregnant cannabis people, and pregnancy. don't let them behind the wheel. I, yeah, I mean, but seriously, I think it's, it means a lot to me because that means that people are being honest on this survey, which is what no. the entire goal was. I agree. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, to be totally honest. Like, now that we're talking about it, like, I actually had no expectations for this data because, you know, we've never done something like this where it wasn't, at least I've never done something that wasn't just like a one-off, like a survey monkey like situation or like, you know, it's so... I didn't know what to expect from it. And I think when maybe I'm just so hyped on the 90.6% of us smoke weed every day because that was like up here. Dude, that's my I'm glad I started with that one because I was so excited about that, too. Um, But also, I just want to note that in states that have legalized cannabis for adult use or med, we don't see any changes in the motor vehicle accidents, the rate of motor vehicle accidents. We've talked about the paper that analyzed driving and cannabis, and it really like isn't substantial data showing that drivers are impaired. And of course, tolerance has something to do with that too. If you are a regular cannabis user and you're using cannabis, you might just reach your baseline after smoking. You don't feel high, you just feel medicated, you just feel normal. And why wouldn't you be able to drive if you just feel normal? I, I know that's a controversial take, but I wow. genuinely don't believe that people who are regular consumers of cannabis are dangerous behind a wheel. I don't think that's controversial at all, but I feel like that's probably not the first opinion of each other's that we've validated <laughs> where we're like, where I'm like, you're not controversial. Everyone else is wrong. And then we're both like, oh, everyone else disagrees with us. <laughs> so... Oops. I'll phrase, how about this? Like, I'm going to bring it to just like a a thing that I want to say that isn't valued or isn't in the literature is that when we're in science and when we're, when we're in science, when we science, when we do science, (laughs) when we do be science, (laughs) when we we do be scientists doing our science, we are making a lot of assumptions. And so (laughs) we're making a lot of assumptions and we're trying to find the answer of something in a controlled environment. Now, driving is not a controlled environment. All of us do it almost every day, depending on where you live. And so when it comes to evaluating the safety and efficacy of someone who is operating heavy machinery, because that's really what it is, there's a lot of different factors to consider. Now, one factor that I've never seen considered in any of these driving incidents or any of these driving papers ever has been road rage and the contribution of stress while driving because there's tons of studies actually this is a cool one is that if you're listening to your favorite music you know when you have music and it's it's hitting like sometimes you're driving to music and you're like this is my soundtrack right now like this some some may say it's it's a vibe some could say some may refer to it as a vibe no, it's, it's true, though. There's actually been a paper to say that, and I'll look it up. Hopefully, I'll find it. But I read a paper when I was in undergrad about it because I used to drive up and down the coast or up and down California all the time in the middle. And I read a paper about it when I was an undergrad that said that if you were vibing to your music and you ha- were listening to your favorite song, you're less likely to get into a car accident. And they attributed that 
to decreases in stress levels in general, and also that we know we also have a lot of evidence that your brain functionality is improved with the with decreased stress. In general, when people are less stressed, their overall brain functionality is higher. And so I haven't seen any papers take into account that piece of it. Driving gives a lot of people anxiety. It is an anxiety-provoking thing. It is a sensory-heavy experience. It is loud, and it is important. And the stakes are very high, and you have to respect that. You have to... And we know from, like, every other example of rage that people aren't thinking properly when they're raging of any sort and why would that be different for road rage so that's a whole that's a whole nother extreme right like road rage is very common and there's all different levels of road rage i would say the starting level of road rage is anything above chill like literally anything above just whatever i'm gonna get there when i get there what i literally was like oh i'm pretty chill when i drive and i'm like oh wait Well, yeah, I mean, you would be, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but like, that's, that's a thing that, oh, that's, that's a much. thing that <laughs> it is, that is too much, but that's a thing that we don't value, right? We don't value that aspect of it. And I'm going to just hit another statistic here and say that every car accident that I've ever been in, I've been dead sober, like a hundred percent of any car altercation that I've ever, even if it's just been like, I'm parking the car and I overdo a curb or I'm, you know, anything like, so it's just kind of one of those things where we aren't, we aren't giving it the full shake because we don't consider, and we can't, at a certain point you can't, how can you recreate that in a clinical setting, right? Like, Well, I think kind of even what you're talking about of like taking this population of people who regularly consume, like even just again, going on another survey is like of the people who regularly consume when they're driving, how many people have been in car accidents? Is it is it statistically higher? I don't know. I'm just saying like I think with the right mindset, we could definitely study this in more detail, too. Um, yeah, and, and problem, maybe that's a few, I, I want to study almost all of these questions that were part of the survey in more detail. Oh, uh, 100. That's why we were we were really thinking when we did the enrollment questions, we were like every single one of these questions is its own study. Super because, important. Yeah, because every single one of these questions is an aspect about our community that has been stigmatized and that has not been studied properly, at least in our opinion, because we haven't dedicated the resources into looking at us as if they value our opinion and to be honest yeah it still hasn't happened yet people send us resources if you got them resources send them our way (laughs) like i'm just saying that like it's clear that the system doesn't value our population and the information that we have about our medicine and how it does help us and that it is worth investigating it further yep Be the change you want to see, and that's what we're going to do. I also wanted to add one piece of data because Adam Phillips from Patreon was curious about the population of people that use cannabis in the morning from this survey. And honestly, this data is so cool. From our initial analysis, we found that 64% of people had their first dose of cannabis before noon. I think that many people think that this is common. 
I think that many people think it might be most common just to smoke at night after work before bed, but that is not the case for our community. And if you're a wake and baker, you're not alone. There's a unique therapeutic benefit to consuming cannabis in the morning. Thanks for the question, Adam. And nap time, nap time, nap time, nap time, nap time, nap time, nap time. That's so incredible. These data points are so impactful and I'm so into Wasn't that it. fun? I'm yeah. so glad I, I had that ready because it was so much more fun because you didn't know what I was going to say. Just saying that was awesome. Oh, man. Wow. That's actually like I'm also just in love with the like fact that you did that because of how much easier it makes tomorrow. Like, yes. Yes. So great, because now we get to talk about all the fun stuff, which is like, this is going to be really fun to present. I actually think it would yeah, be Yeah, cool. I have a couple more things to finish uh, for the data that I think would be valuable, but great preliminary stuff. I really want to do, what do you think about this idea? I want to make little Velcro laminated cards, and I want to put different titles and captions on our poster as if it was framed as pharmaceutical research versus how we're going to frame it. I like that. Like, yeah. So it'll be actually like, we should. Do you want to stop this podcast and then or you oh, keep going maybe. on the podcast? I feel like maybe we're just going to start ta- having a meeting. Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah I feel okay. like. OK, Let's OK. Stop. So oh, we we're going to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, see but... you guys later. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out for like two hours. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mad love. Uh We'll oh, talk to you on the next nap. Stay, stay tuned to hear me rap in all the people who are giving butter. Thanks. Exactly. We're going to have a nice rap coming out soon. Song drop soon. Peace, love, 420. <laughs> all right. Well, I did try to make a rap, but I am not going to subject you all to that. But I am going to give a shout out to everyone who has become a founding sponsor of the Network of Applied Pharmacognosy. Seriously, every donation means so much to us. Like this support means the world. And you are literally giving us the ability to dedicate more time to this, to dedicate more resources to this. And every donation matters to us. We especially love the ones that are $4.20. So here's a shout out to VM, Elizabeth W, Callie Z, Rachel, a friend, Casey W, Anna B, Plant MD, Andy, AIH, Alexandra M, Home T, Dry Creek Farms, Ryan S, God, he proclaims ganja is good. Bengala, Marissa H, Hangry Midge, Liberty Tech, Jenny S, Doug, GG, Brig O, Steve H, Jennifer C, Buns Gardens, Pam S, Rebecca D, Amanda B, Talisa R, Leslie L, Britt, Sean and Jake, Anthony B, Holly L, Stephanie B, Marissa W, AZ Supporters, Sup Arizona, Danielle and Tanner, Justin D, WBC, and the Effective Cannabis Newsletter. Please go check them out. Av S, Jazz B, an almost 70-year-old, no alcohol since I was 28, but cannabis since age 13. Hell yeah. Thanks for sharing. Trav, High Grade Supply Co., Jason C., Stephanie S., Betts, George G., Nanette, Kelly B., Melly, Michaeli O., Jenny D., A.C., Amy F., Julia C., a fellow stoner scientist, that's what's up, Carla C., Kevin B., Daniel L., Kelsey, Natty, Drew, Little Froggy Face, Dr. Sandy Stringfellow, Honey Smith Walls, Jeff Cohen, who is one of my city councilors, Salem, Massachusetts, represent, Samantha, Marissa, E.M., Kathy G., Sarah F., and a fellow Canna scientist, Thank you. And for all of you out there who donated to us anonymously, thank you so much for your donation. We see you and we are doing this work for you. We understand why you would want to be anonymous. No shame whatsoever there. And we're out here trying to change that. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And I just can't get over how much support has 
been pouring out of everyone since we have started this endeavor and it means the world to us. So thank you all so much and have a great day. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you.